Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes, and boy, am I excited about today's discussion. I would love for you to invite someone to come in and to be a part of this conversation today because I believe with all of my heart that uh, this is the kind of practical, in-your-face type conversation that many people need to actually break free and to get delivered from some things that uh, have probably held them uh, bound for a long time. There are at least eight things that I want to talk about today. It may turn into more, but there are at least eight things that are on the top of my head right now that I want to talk about that keeps a woman strung along. And quite honestly, you know, we can actually flip the script and this will probably, a lot of this at least, will probably apply to men that are strung along by women. But I want to talk about eight things, eight signs that you're being strung along. Because how many times do I open my inbox, open my email, go into my DMs, and there you are asking me questions like, I haven't heard from him in three weeks and, um, you know, no sign of him. What should I do? And I'm sitting there puzzled, like, what do you mean, what should you do? You haven't heard from this person in three weeks and you're still being strung along with toxic hope? And you'd be amazed at how many people in the world are actually living their lives like this, trying to fabricate a relationship where it's clearly just a situationship. To be strong along is to be misguided, to be intentionally misguided into believing a relationship is going somewhere when it's really, really not. I mean, in your heart, you believe that this is going somewhere. This is going to turn into something great. And the reality is, the reality is, it's going nowhere. Now, the person that strings you along, feeds you just enough to keep you locked in, while they have, you know, I would say while they've checked out, but the reality is they they never checked in. You know, they, they just kind of fed you a line and, and I guess out of naivety or um, desperation, you bought it and they've been able to preoccupy your life for some protracted period of time based on a fabrication. 
They leave you on the edge of hope and they never deliver. And I know I'm describing a lot of you right now who are in this exact situation, you know. You're on the edge of hope. You've been in this thing for years. You thought that this would go somewhere when you started this thing. You were young and fresh out of college. Now you're growing gray hairs. And it's like you've been on um, a treadmill. You've been running. You're worn out. You're tired. But you've gotten nowhere with this thing. And this is why the Bible says in Proverbs 13 and 12, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When, when you have a desire for something and that thing is constantly being put off and put off and put off, it breaks something on the inside of you. You cannot continue to go through a situation where you're strung along and strung along and strung along and strung along. Year after year after year after year after year and think that you're going to come out of that um, in any kind of a healthy fashion. When the Bible talks about you know, the heart being made sick, I believe a lot of that speaks to the fact that the intellect, when, you, when, you, when you're hoping and you want something so bad and it's, um, it is denied you, the intellect and the discernment in you are muted. You know, you're a brilliant woman. You know better than this. You're a brilliant brother. You know better than this. But because you desire this thing so, so you know, severely, so passionately, um, it's like you turn down the voice of the Holy Spirit in your discernment. And it's like you blind your intellect. You, you refuse to see what you're looking at. Now I was thinking about um, what could be a good biblical example um, of one that was strung along. And my mind settled on Samson and Delilah. Samson was infatuated with Delilah. Boy, he wanted that woman. And all she wanted to do with Samson, to be quite honest with you, was to use him for a come up. Delilah strung Samson along because her heart was never in it. But she had a motive. And if you go to Judges chapter 16 verses 18 through 21 and read the full story when you get a chance because you'll see how she just played him like a fiddle, you know. She just, she just strung him out and played him like a baby grand piano. And the Bible says in Judges 16 verses 18 through 21, And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, Samson's enemies, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. It was all about the money. And she made him sleep upon her knees. And he called for a man, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. That's where strength was when you read the story. And she began to afflict him 
and his strength went from him. God told him, never cut your hair. But he told this woman that was stringing him along his, his divine secret, and she used it against him. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. These are his enemies again. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. He had lost his strength. But the Philistines took him, put out his eyes, and brought him down to Gaza, and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. So we see Samson strung along by a woman that he clearly was not supposed to be with. But there was a part of Samson's nature that was drawn to this woman. And this woman strung him along and the entire time she was stringing him along, playing on his weaknesses, playing on his, uh, his love for her, playing on all of these things. She had an end goal in mind. And there are some of you who are being strung along by people and in your heart, in your right mind, you know that this person does not really love you. You know that this person is not really a, uh, a match for your future. But there's a broken part of you that desires what you know is no good for you. You see, when a person strings you along, um, they, they are, you know, unpredictable. You know, you, you can't really put your finger on where they're coming from. And people usually, people usually do this. People usually string others along for a few reasons. They desire to continue using you for your value. You know, they, they know they don't want you, but they want what you provide. They want, the, they want access to your assets. And so they'll tolerate you and they'll pretend as though, you know, they're down with you when the reality is they're, they're just using you for your value. Other times that um, a man will string you along is when he enjoys the sex with you. And see, that's a massive, massive, massive mistake that many of you ladies make. And it's, it's really due to the broken consciousness and the female slave conditioning of society that has made you to believe that sex equals love. And that because a man is sexually attracted to you, or because a man is, uh, you know, sexually active with you, that that means he loves you. No, no. A man can enjoy sex with you and not even like you. If you go and sit down and have a, a real heart-to-heart -heart conversation with your brothers or with your cousins or with your uncles or, uh, you know, with your father, and you ask them a question, you ask them this question, can a man continuously have sex with a woman he doesn't even like? And if they were to be honest with you, they will tell you a man will continually have sex with a woman he doesn't even like, especially when he doesn't have access to the kind of woman he wants. 
So he'll string you along and he'll continue to use you for sex. And then sometimes he'll even have the kind of woman that he desires, he actually desires, and he'll still sleep with you over and over again because, you know, that toxic masculinity in him says that, you know, the more women he has, uh, the higher his body count, uh, the more man he is. So he'll string you along because he enjoys the sex. Tell you what you want to hear. Never follow through on anything. You can't really peg it one way or the other. He, he desires to continue using you for what you have. You know, like you ladies today believe in, uh, you know, paying for men and all of this kind of thing. Uh, you know, paying their bills, paying their car notes and all of this kind of stuff. I never heard of such, to be quite honest with you. Well, you know, a brother keep on using you for that money. And you you thinking that this is leading to the altar, uh, and it ain't going nowhere. You think about you've been you've been paying for the last three, four years, and you're in the same position now that you started in because it ain't going no further than this. He's going to keep having sex with you. He's going to keep taking your money. And he's never going to allow the relationship to move any further. They enjoy the sex with you. Number three, they, they, don't, they don't know how to let you down gently. Sometimes a man strings you along because he doesn't know how to tell you, I ain't feeling you like that no more. I don't want you like that no more. But you see, if I can just get you to go back and turn on your discernment, and pull the scales off of your intellect, you will be able to look at the situation for exactly what it is. And you'll be able to see that this brother is really not feeling you. This brother is, is just trying to find an easy way to get out of this. And because you're so aggressive and because you're so persistent, you know, he, he's kind of in a corner, so he, he doesn't know how to hurt your feelings. But see, if you were in the spirit, you would, you would discern, this man is not feeling me. And, and rather than him letting you down, you would simply move on with your life. Because there are too many women out here who are being strung along. Now here's, before I get into the, the eight points I want to share with you, Here's the tragedy in being strung along, because any man that will string you along is clearly not God's best for you, and he's certainly not, he's certainly not the man for you or your future. And here's the tragedy in that. As long as you're being strung along by the wrong man, you're technically off of the market, so the right man can't even find you. It's like that, that, that car space in the parking lot analogy that I use. It's like God has a Bentley to pull into your slot, but you keep, you know, filling your slot up. Your, your, your slot is constantly occupied with hoopties. So when the Bentley passes around looking to see if, if, if you're available, you're never available. So the Bentley does what? It continues to move on and it finds a space that is open and as long as you're allowing yourself to constantly be strong along, strong along, and you don't have any time limits on these so-called relationships that are developing. There's a, there's a video I did uh, on YouTube about how a woman should always put time limits on relationships. 
because you don't want to be strung along and preoccupied with somebody who um, who really doesn't deserve you like that and then find yourself off of the market and then wake up a decade or two later and say well I'm done with you well okay you kind of done with him and yourself too you did you did you, you killed two birds with one stone you let this person use up all of your great years and and you've allowed yourself to be taken off of the market by somebody that can't even afford you uh, you know or value you should I say terrible 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 now let's jump in number one signs that you may be in a posture where you're being strung along number one this man has a gift to avoid answering direct questions directly you ask this individual do you do you love me enough to marry me now that's a yes or no answer there you know to be honest with you either you either you do or you don't but this individual here well you know what you mean by love and what is marriage you know what is as far as I'm concerned you know we married right now you know marriage is really a, a concoction of the government and uh, and, uh, and, and you know, you know, what we got is deeper than that. And by the time this individual gets through with all of the verbosity and all of the semantics, you know, talking a whole lot, in other words, using a whole lot of different words, you're so confused that you think you are foolish for asking a direct question. Because when a person is stringing you along, they have a gift to avoid answering direct questions directly. Do you relate to that? Do you have anybody in your life right now that you can ask them a direct question? And, you know, it, like it trips me out. I watch some of these uh, talk shows and, and you know, um, somebody clearly gets busted, be it the man or the woman, cheating. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, the, the, you know, got them on video and everything, you know, just got the whole works on them. And then the first thing they go to is, I can't believe, now this is the person that did the cheating, I can't believe you didn't trust me. I can't believe you put cameras on me. I can't believe it. This person has a gift for gaslighting you, making you think that you're crazy when you're completely sane. But they, they can twist things up and they have this unique gift to take and to avoid answering direct questions directly. They, they, can, they can crawl all through hoops and go all around the, the corner. And by the time they get through, you're so tied up, you don't even remember what it was you desired. You're apologizing for even, oh my God. And it's real like that. Listen to what the Bible says in Matthew 5.37. And this is in the message version. It says, just say yes and no. When you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. When a person is constantly manipulating words and they can never just give you a straight answer, you should love yourself enough. 
you should love yourself enough to eliminate that person from your life because God is not the author of confusion and what does it say what does it say about you when you continuously engage and entertain a person that um, you know is not forthright a person that is not direct a person that is not clear a person that constantly introduces into your life confusion it means that there's a, a lack of self-love because when you love yourself you're not going to allow anybody to be in your life that's not clearly that has not clearly communicated their love and their feelings about you and when you ask them direct questions they don't have direct answers that person is toxic and has no role or place in your life but you see you have to realize that it's not enough for me to realize that it's not enough for your friends to realize that your family to realize that your co-workers to realize that when you have someone that avoids answering direct questions and they use a whole lot of words and they twist you up to the point that you're getting you're confused you're being strung along they want to keep you in a position where they can continue to use you for your value have sex with you or they're waiting on the right time to let you down you're being strung along now the second thing is they possess an endless list of changes they want you to make they possess an endless list of changes I mean I want you to lose weight um, I want you to grow your hair I you know I want you to speak better I want you to smile more um, I, I want you to not be so loud I want you to change your friends your friends are ghetto and they may very well be I want you to you know I, I want you to spend less time with uh, your family and more time with me and it's like you you know every time you feel like you got the list checked off they add to the list well you know we, we, we almost ready we almost there you know number one they've never had a conversation with you about marriage now you know they've never had a conversation with you about taking this thing to the next level you're always the one as the woman to have this conversation with them which in my opinion is out of order if you have to ask a man to marry you he ain't your husband if a man can hang around you for any length of time and does not recognize you as a wife uh, he's not wise enough to be your husband you should you should have been moved on the Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord a husband is a man is going to be able to discern your value and what you bring to the table he's, he's, he's going to be a man that's going to be able to see that without you ever getting to a point where you have to ask him are you going to ever marry me Lisa never had to ask me that when I, I had so much respect for it that when I thought I, I wasn't I told her I'm not going to marry you when I realized I made a fool of myself I went back and corrected that and said I want to marry you and I want to marry you now but this person possesses an endless list of changes they always want you to make you, you know you, you, you've lost too much weight now you need to gain a little bit back uh, you know just 
and it goes on and on and on. What is that a sign of? Anybody that has uh, just constantly has a superficial list of things for you to change before they can fully and completely love you does not re that person does not really love you because the Bible says in First Peter four and eight and above all things have fervent charity or love among yourselves for love shall cover the multitude of sins you know what happens when a person really loves you they when a person really loves you the right way and loves you for you they the, the love they have for you causes them to look beyond all of the, the flaws the idiosyncrasies because nobody's going to be exactly perfectly what any of us want superficially but there is a person, there is an imperfect person that is absolutely perfect for all of us. But we have to be able to love that person, their perfections and their imperfections. And when a man loves you, he's not going to continue to just build a list and keep adding to the list and keep adding to the list. Now you, now you need to work on this. and Now you need to work on that. and Now you need to work on this. Listen to how this same text, 1 Peter 4 and 8, reads in the Way, Weymouth translation. It says, above all, continue to love one another fervently, for love throws a veil over a multitude of faults. Does Lisa Blake's have um, <laughs> a lot of habits and ways about herself that I absolutely, absolutely do not like. Yes, yes. She has habits that get on my last nerve. We don't see eye to eye on things. And I mean, it gets on my last nerve. She does not think like me in certain ways. And, and she, you know, do I absolutely love that woman? Absolutely, I love that woman with you know no hesitation, unconditionally. If if that's such a thing, I love that woman with all of my heart. Flaws, perfections, all of these things together, because when you when a man really loves you, love throws a veil over a multitude of faults. Anybody that's constantly building on a list, some superficial list that they want you to execute for y'all to go to the next level does not really love you. You know, all a person really needs to know, uh, I, was, I was listening uh, on one of the platforms the other, day, they were, the other day and they were talking about, you know, how much data is enough. You know, what data do we need? Well, you know, I've, I've done a video on dating for data, a few times actually. and. There are a few things you just need to know. You need to know that you and this person have a mutual love and respect. You need to know the temperament of this person that you all can get along. You need to know that you all have a common view of what the future is supposed to look like. And you need to know that you all are on the same page spiritually. Now all of that other superficial stuff, that, that, that subsurface stuff, we work that out, you know, we build a plane while we fly. As long as we know we got the main stuff in place. Anybody that wants you to execute all of these little specifics is stringing you along. They really, they are really not planning on pulling the trigger. They are not really planning on going all of the way, not with you. 
you would do yourself a great favor to wake up, smell the coffee, get your grip, and move forward with your life. Don't fall into the, the emotional trap that a lot of women fall into about how many years you invested. Does it make sense for you to say, well, I gave this man 10 years of my life and now I've discovered that this man wasted 10 years of my life and he never really wanted me. So I'm going to hang around for another decade and fight with him to try to make him love me. Please, babe. Wake up. Wake up. But you know that you're being strung along when this person has this endless list of changes they constantly want you to make and they're never satisfied. Number three, you know that you're being strung along when um, the two of you only hang out at home. He doesn't really bring you anywhere. He says he goes to church, but you've never been to his church. He has office parties, you've never gone to that. He has uh, family gatherings, you've never gone to any of that. Y'all been having sex for the last 24 months. His mama don't even know what you look like. She may not even know you exist. You've never had a conversation with her. You're being strung along, sweetheart. And the reason you never go anywhere publicly is because you are a well-deceived secret. You are a well-deceived secret. Um, anything a man claims, any relationship a man claims, he publicizes. Any relationship a man claims, he publicizes. In, in John chapter 3, verses 19 through 21, it says, and this is the condemnation. Now listen to this here and catch the revelation of it. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved or changed. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. But now, uh, the thing I want you to pay attention to, he says, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Anything that is hidden under the cloak of darkness is deceptive and evil. When a man really loves you, and has the right intentions towards you, he publicizes that relationship. Unless, you know, there are many different scenarios you may have. Unless it's a situation where, you know, maybe he's, he's legitimately uh, coming out of a marriage. They've been separated and, and, they've not, and they're in the process of divorce. Maybe he'll hold off in terms of bringing you into the light because he doesn't want the world to perceive you as a home wrecker. But apart from stuff like that, um, you know, mm -mm. You, you, you should never, anybody, any man that wants to keep you a secret is stringing you along and he's usually just keeping you in the background so he can use you for the sex. You never go anywhere. What man has a woman? 
a prize of a woman in his eye and doesn't want to bring her out and show her off. You're being strung along. And how long have you been a secret? This dude comes through. He doesn't come to your house in the daytime. He comes through at night and he wants you to put the garage up and you, you got to slide into the garage and put the garage down and all of this kind of thing. He got to go before the sun come up and everything. You are a well-kept secret. He's all over social media. He's a socialite. Um, I don't see no pictures of you on now. You're being strung along. You're being strung along. And see, I'm not telling you anything that your, your common sense has not already screamed at you. But I'm just here to uh, reinforce the truth of the fact, or the truth of the matter, and that is... This is not a relationship. This is a situationship. And you get in the worst end of the deal. Number four. He makes no financial investment into the relationship. He makes no financial investment. A man makes no financial investment into the relationship. And yet he says he loves you. We're going somewhere. Uh, you, 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 you're wifey. You know, uh, I'm going to meet you at the altar. And all of this kind of BS. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yet he ain't putting no money on the, on the table. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. A man that is serious about a woman. He brings the money to the table. He makes, he makes financial investment into the relationship. He, he bring, he's going to bring you out. He's going to spend money on you. Uh, he, he's, if, if, if he's really planning on wifing you, if he's really planning on bringing it to the next level, uh, if, he gets, if he gets the idea that you're behind on certain of your bills, even before y'all get married, He's going to show up uh, to make certain that he alleviates that pressure because if he's serious and if he's not just stringing you along, when a man is serious, his money comes to the table. If a man is just playing, he ain't going to put no money on it. Like those of, those of you out here that is just settling for these dudes running through your, you know, just running through your house and just, just, just. And, and you know, come on now, come on now. You, when you, when are you gonna grow up? Because, see, that was for that kind of stuff. That was for little um, girls that just didn't know no better. But how you 30, 40, 50 years old still around his seven for a man just coming through doing all this here, and ain't no, he ain't bringing no money to the table. The Bible says in Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. When a man's heart is there, his treasure is there. If a man is just around him, that's all he's there for. If he's, if, he's not putting no, if he's putting no money on the table, he's not serious about it. And it ain't going no further than...
And I know that hurts some of you, but sometimes you got the hurt to heal. Sometimes the hurt reveals to us exactly where the problem area is. And you got to stop fooling yourself. You got to stop fooling yourself. A man that is stringing you along, along makes no financial investment into you. You can say, you know, I'm, I'm, um, and you can be sincere about it, not running no game. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with uh, uh, my, my house note. You know, COVID did this to me. Do to change the subject. I, I, I'll, I'll be through Friday about 11 because he's stringing you along. It ain't going nowhere. Now, unless that's all you want from it, you know, and who am I, who am I to judge? If that's all you want from it, that's the way you want to live your life, just around here having all of this, you know, uh, sex with somebody that's giving your body to a man that's not laid his life down for you. Who am I to, I can't judge you with the life I've lived, you know what I mean? I can't judge you. But if, if you desire to be a, be a wife, all I'm saying to you is that you're allowing a hoopty to fill the parking space where the Creator designed a Bentley to, to park. But ain't no Bentley gonna park in your space if every time the Bentley passes by, it's preoccupied with a rundown hoopty that can't even start. And if he makes no financial investment into the relationship, you're doing all of the, come on now. Dude don't remember your birthday, you ain't getting nothing for Christmas. Uh, come on now. Because we as men, we pride ourselves on being providers. If, we are, if, if you're dealing with true masculine men, we pride ourselves on being providers. And we don't want our woman, you know, ever to be in a position, not, not a woman that we claim and we know that we're going to the next level with. We don't ever want our woman to be in a position where she has a need uh, that, that we don't meet. We pride ourselves in, on being able to say, man, when my woman needs, she, she know who to come to. She know who to come to. She ain't got to go to nobody else. She, she come to Big Daddy. She come to Big Daddy. Hmm. If a man is not showing up financially, more than likely, he's stringing you along. Number five. Uh, you know that you're being strung along when um, he gives you the line, the line about um, him not being good enough for you. That's man, that's a that's a line that goes way back a few generations ago. Where a brother come in, you know, I'm just not good enough for you. You know, I I know that you're a wife. I know that you're a wife. I know you're a good woman. I know you're a good woman, but, but I ain't good enough for you. And then start all that crying, and then now you are consoling him. Man, when you, when you gonna learn? Come on up out of this thing here, man. This dude is acting. I'm, 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 not, I'm not good enough for you. You're not good enough for me, but you, 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 know, you keep coming sliding in my bed. And, and five minutes after he gave you that line about he ain't good enough for you with all that fake crying, ain't no water coming out of his eyes, that he got you in the bed. That you rolling around in the bed and he got you, he got you. See, this lie feeds into your empathy, that toxic empathy that you have. 
and it makes you view him as being misunderstood by you. I just, I just, I just, I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not good. You are good enough for me. You are good enough for me. And you, they, they, you're talking to your girlfriends. They're telling you this dude is a bum. And then you tell him, he has such a good heart. Yeah, you know what he told me? He told me he's he not good enough for me. Baby, your grandma, if you go sit down and have a conversation with your grandma, your grandma will tell you they ran that line on her. Whenever a man want to put you off for another 12 months, he give you that line with crying about, I ain't good enough for you. You deserve better than me. You deserve better than me. I dare you the next time he tell you that to say, you know what, I agree with you. And I, you know what I want to do? I want you to do, I want you to get your stuff and move out. Because you know you're right. I appreciate you for telling me that. I agree with you. Pack all your stuff and get out of here. And, and go on, you know, go on. Let's, let's go our separate ways. Huh? 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 What? What, what you say? Now, don't jump to conclusions now, because God working on me. God working on me. God working on me. You know, I, one of these days, I'm going to come forth as pure gold. You're being strong along. You're being strong along. Number six. You know that you're being strung along when he creates a high sexual frequency to manipulate you. You're manipulated by the sex. It's almost like you're, you're, you're hypnotized by all of these tricks he uses on you in the bedroom. And see, don't nobody know how to manipulate a mattress like a man that, that wants to just string a woman along but doesn't want to ever get married to her. He learns everything necessary about how to manipulate your body. He, know, he figures out where all of your buttons are and he knows when to press them. And man, that dude that play jingle bells, he just know how to press them buttons. And there you are, you just making all this noise and everything and just in loss of your complete mind. The sex puts you in a state of suspended consciousness. You just, you, just, you just go out of your head. You go out of your head because this brother has mastered the sex so well. And it's, you know, let me show you, let me show you what the scripture says. In 2 Timothy 3, 6, and 7, you know this is one of my favorite texts. It says, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins. Here it is. Here's where the hook gets in there. Led away with divers lust. Well, what does he do? He, he creates this, this high sexual frequency to generate a different dimension of lust for him. And then the Bible says in verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, in your head you know better, but you can never bring yourself to a place where you do better. The lust is just that strong. And see, this is where, when you, when you wake up and you realize this is what you're dealing with, this is where you have to invite the Spirit of God to come into the situation to break that stronghold off of your life because that sexual stronghold 
is more serious than a lot of church folk want to admit. You know, church folk run around here like they never, you know, um, struggle with sex. And most of them that's around here judging people that's struggling with this thing are in sexual immorality themselves. That thing is serious. But, you know, you, you got you to gotta get a revelation that this is what this is. And then you have to invite the Holy Spirit to come into your life to break that thing and stop being carried away, you know, just out of your mind and stop putting yourself in situations where this dude can play that sex card, you know, every time he wants to set you back and shut you up and get you off of the question, where are we going? What is this amounting to? You know, do pushing up on you and rubbing on you and blowing in your ear and all of this kind of stuff. And there you are. Uh, man, stop making all that noise. Stop making all that noise. Stop making all that noise and sit down and think about what you're doing and what you're allowing this devil to do to you. See, when you get angry about it, it's then that you're going to have the power to change it. You're being strung along, man. This is not going anywhere but the mattress. That's all it's ever been. That's all it's ever going to be. Because that, 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 that high sexual frequency. And so you have to be careful with a man that constantly pushes your sexual limits. You, you say, okay, I'm comfortable going to two. And do But then he pushes you to three. And then he gets you comfortable with three. And you say, it ain't no further than that. Then he pushes you to four. And then he pushes you to five. And before you know it, you're like a drug addict. And he's your pusher. He's your pusher. It ain't no limit to where this is going. Where this is going to end up at. You don't know where this is going. Because when a man wants to string you along, he creates a high sexual frequency that you become addicted to the sex In Proverbs chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, it says, With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasted to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. But she created this woman, when you read the full context, she created a high sexual frequency that was too much for this little green boy. And the Bible says, with her, with her flattery, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, rather, she forced him. She, she took his capacity to choose away from him by just creating a highly sexual, energized environment in the relationship. And when somebody wants to string you along, there's a heavy emphasis on the sex. Now, number seven, they feed you when, when a man is stringing you along, he feeds you, he, they feed you enough interest to keep you hopeful. They, in other words, they pay attention to you. And when they don't have to, when they feel like they don't have to pay attention to you, when they don't have to be clearly interested in you, they show no interest in you. But when it looks like it's starting to impact you, they show up and they feed you just enough interest to keep you hopeful that this, yeah, it's, it's going somewhere. We're back on track. 
they are consistent with their, or should I say inconsistent with their time and their commitment. Um, my therapist friends might um, call this breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing, you know, um, they when a person is breadcrumbing you, in other words, they they just give you enough to keep you keep you feeding and to keep you. It's like if you go to the park and you you, you feeding the birds, you can just you can dish out just enough at a time, and you can walk those birds all the way across the park just by breadcrumbing them. They, they want to keep you interested even when they have no real plans on building a real relationship with you. They breadcrumb you. Uh, let me read this here. This is not mine. I forget where. I pulled this off of the internet. I forget where. I'll make, I'll make mention of it in the description. But here's what this person said about signs of breadcrumbing. A typical breadcrumber might fail to reply to text or chats for several days or weeks, then all of a sudden send a few long messages without explaining why they temporarily disappeared. They, they'll mention shared interests or experiences to reinforce a sense of connection. A person that's breadcrumbing you will keep you looking to the future with vague statements like, let's pencil that in without ever giving a real date. They will imply that they'd love to see you but ignore your request to make an actual plan. They will keep messages superficial and generic instead of offering concrete details or showing interest in your daily life. They will view or like your social media posts without responding while still ignoring actual messages you've sent. They will communicate primarily with photos, memes, or emojis. And they will show interest in hooking up but not spending non-physical or non-sexual time together. What are they doing? They're breadcrumbing you. They, they feed you enough interest to keep you hopeful. And then finally, number eight. You know that a man is stringing you along when he's not moved by your being unhappy. See, the day you wake up and you're, you're not happy uh, and it's for a real reason and there's a man in your life that says he loves you and he, he wants to make you his wife and he's not sensitive to the fact that you're not happy and even when he knows you're not happy he's not really moved by the fact that you're not happy there's a man that really that does not really love you he's using you for whatever he's probably enjoying the sex with you but he doesn't love you because and 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 if a man really plans on having a future with a woman and if he's not just stringing you along he's going to be moved by your not being happy that is one of one of the fundamental characteristics of a man that would be a woman's husband the man that would be your husband is always going to be sensitive to your not being happy now he's not he's not going to allow you to manipulate him 
and, you know, turn him into a, a little simp just because you say you're not. But if, if you are sincerely and genuinely not happy for good reasons, the man that would be your husband is going to be sensitive to that. And listen to what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7.33. But he that is married cares for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. That's the nature of a man that would be a husband. A man has to be a husband before he marries a wife. A wife, a woman has to be a wife before she marries a husband. So a man that is a husband is always going to be sensitive to the feelings of his wife. Deuteronomy 24 and 5. When a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year and shall cheer up his wife, which he hath taken. That's the fundamental nature of a man that would be your husband, a man that uh, desires to bring it to the next level, is a man that is paying very close attention. He's, he's, he's feeling the pulse of his woman, and he's impacted when you're not happy. And so I thought to share this with you today because so many people are in the grips of toxic relationships that are going nowhere and you're just being strung along and nobody's really been able to have this conversation with you. And my prayer is that something has been said here today that will help you to shift and change some things. May I pray for you today? Father, I ask you now in the name of Jesus Christ to move into the lives of every person that's under the sound of my voice. Those that feel like, dear God, that they have wasted and lost their lives to situations that were pointless and meaningless. God help them to put the past behind them and help them to see the bright future that's before them. Cause them, dear God, to live to the full uh, based on what you have in store for them. Let them understand and see, dear God, that the best of their days, the rest of their days may be the best of their days. And God, I thank you now for giving them clarity, giving them strength, and giving them decisiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Now listen, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Please, before you leave, make certain to like this video. Share it on all of your social media platforms. This message needs to get around the world, literally. Don't forget to go by my website. Um, well, before I say that, those of you that need counseling, there's a, there's a link in the description for BetterHelp Counseling. Uh, you, can, you can engage that link and BetterHelp will give you 10% off of the cost of their counseling and just because you use that link. And they will also make a deposit into R.C. Blake's Ministries for the referral as a referral fee. So if that works for you, you think that's something that will work for you, utilize that resource today. Now, um, don't forget to go by my website, sign up for my mailing list. Lisa and I would love to have you on our mailing list. And uh, don't forget to check out all of uh, the online programs there. Go to Amazon, check out all of, um, all of my books. Um, sitting right there on Amazon waiting for you in physical form, in ebook form. Go and check them out and support the ministry in that way. I want to thank God for all of you. 
that um, have given uh, and sown into Lisa and I, we so appreciate you. We thank God for you with all of our hearts. Now, I've taken up too much of your time as it is. I've taken up too much of your time as it is, so I'm going to let you go. But just know that Lisa and I truly love you. And you're on top and you're going higher. God is more in store for you. So guess what? We will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blakes Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.